good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this episode number 310 of the Material Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Andy Anatko. And I am another one of the hosts, and the only other host, Florence Ion. <laughs> so a, we're a good 50-50 split. It's a, it's, a, it's a East Coast, West Coast sort of thing, only without Absolutely. Like, the, the, the beefs, so to speak. Absolutely. Um, I am just going to admit to that my phone said I had somebody in the side yard. So I was just checking that in case anybody was wondering <laughs> why I sounded distracted for a second there. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. I, I see. I, I, I'm, I'm having a little bit of that sort of fantasy thing too, because I don't have as, as much as I talk about like all my Google home devices, I don't have as much home automation as people might imagine. Uh, but oh, to- did you did you see my tweet about how I had to like uh, take everything? Well, actually, what happened? And it, sorry, now I'm trying to silence my phone because the camera keeps going off. What happened was my husband decided that he would uh, completely redo the network over the weekend and turn everything so that there was a separate 2.4 gigahertz network and a separate 5 gigahertz, which before I had it mixed. Hmm. But the problem is when I had it mixed. It just wasn't actually properly working. So a bunch of stuff fell off the grid when we had that like giant power cycle two right. weeks ago and all that stuff was happening with the squirrel. So it messed everything up in my smart home. Um, <laughs> half the house still hasn't been uh, changed over the smart stuff that's fell off the network because of the 2.4 gigahertz requirement. So just want to let everybody know that so, I'm suffering. That's some, all. some of your light bulbs are holding a grudge. Well, the light bulbs that you see behind me, Andy, um, I can't control these. They've just been on perpetually for about two weeks. <laughs> it's like, it's, I just, I tell people the only reason I got into this beat is because it made me a lot of money when I was freelancing. <laughs> and because I was very like into the idea of it at the beginning, like, ah, oh, this is so cool. Smart lights, like different colors. I could do all this stuff with my phone. Like, this is so fun. Um, but then I moved into a bigger house and that just like, <laughs> oh my God, hashtag suburb problem, hashtag privileged, hashtag yes. But you're listening to this podcast because you know that I cover this stuff. And I tell you, man, <laughs> sometimes it's a real pain in the butt. But and then, Andy, you told me today because we were talking earlier about uh, the Pixel Buds, which we will talk about later in the show, the Pixel Buds A. And you had mentioned buying a smart lock to which I was like, what did you buy without asking me? So what did you buy without asking me, a person who's been covering this and is now covering it, by the way, formally for Gizmodo? So just, tell me, Andy. Well, you, you Sell me on this. You, you haven't reviewed this. N- neither has no, anybody else. because It's not going to be released for another few weeks yet. Is the Ultralock okay. U-Bolt Pro Wi-Fi that is coming out in late June. Oh, look at this. Free? Okay, this is an Andy lock. Yeah. Aesthetically, a, I'm seeing Andy right there. I get it. It's a, it's a thing. I get where it. The key the keypad <laughs> is in a circle, and it surrounds uh, what is a, a fingerprint reader, but uh, only uh, and of course it lights up to l- let you know, like, hey, I'm I'm awake now, and I'm listening. I'm 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 watching your key presses, or I'm watching your your, your fingerprints. But I, I, it was only after like I completed the order that I realized that, oh God, I'm gonna have to like upgrade my doorbell because every single person is going to like press the fingerprint reader thinking it's the doorbell yeah. to the door. 
but that's the, but that's that's a small a small price to pay. This is going to be my first smart lock, and it's, it solves a it solves a problem that I've been sort of mulling over for a couple of years now. Like uh, you, you, you all know that uh, I, a few years ago, I moved into this place, which used to be a, was built in 1910 to be a high school for this like village community, mm-hmm. and so as a result. Big, lots of space, very, very funky, but very odd layout. Like when it turned into like living spaces in like the 1950s or 1960s. So one quirk of this is that uh, when uh, when you come in through my front door, you're not quite inside my place yet. You're inside my hallway that has uh, a lockable door and another lockable door that goes to a bedroom and to like this big ballroom sort of thing. There's also a uh, a bathroom that again used to be like one of the like boys rooms or girls rooms or whatever. Again, not not a huge high school, so not like I've got like 18 urinals to deal with. But and now we come to the point for whatever reason when they turn this into residences, the best place they could figure to put the electrical panel for the entire building was like in my pantry. Which is again be inside the front door, but not inside. Like it's so the, wild how they do this. By the way, it's, they just it's, sort of it's, like it's, we're going to put people in this building and just repurpose it in the most hackneyed way we can possibly figure I, to do. I actually appreciate it because the modern way to do things would be well. Of course, we're going to gut it, and so it's going to yeah, look nice on the outside. But and, then no, no, it's like mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be nice nice on the outside, and maybe we'll keep the the main staircase. But when we get into like the actual living spaces, it'll be this boring plain mm-hmm. looking no, no no i like that there are arches <laughs> there are there are, there are fillets in the in the wall where a clock and he is an be. arch man that that tracks I, li- I like i like a good arch uh like <laughs> I'm, 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 i like a good keystone so but to, to get to the point so as a result uh people need to have access to that electrical panel like if electricians have to come in and like do service or if like one of my neighbors like decides hey i know i'll while i'm waiting for this hot air popper to pop i will dry my hair while also uh, turning up 14 space heaters a a, a breaker might trip they will lose all the power in their own home and they will knock on my door because i have access to the breaker or if i'm not there there is a secret way that you can get in through my front door, but not through the other Wait, doors. Really? This is what you've been dealing with since you moved into this place? This is interesting. It does it doesn't happen often, but it is the sort I of thing. I think that's where, why, yeah, this is the first but, time but, I'm really. But it is the it. sort of thing that I'm like, I bet a smart luck could fix this. But I was I was waiting for like a good one, not one that was very, very fallible, not as good as like a regular. Wait, dead but book. what makes this better than like maybe what August put or Yale, which really is well, the 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 big deal for me is that instead of having like a number of keys floating around, and you know, people sometimes you know, uh, one of my neighbors might have a house guest, and they might like create a duplicate key for, uh, uh, for them like while they're here for a week or whatever, and maybe they collected it, maybe they didn't. And the the great thing about a smart lock, two the the two big deals for me were going to be that I can generate keys, I can revoke keys. So the thing is, if I, if someone moves out, I can suddenly like, okay, great. So I'm going to destroy all of their keys and create brand new digital keys for whoever moves in. I can also do things like if someone has accessed that door, I'll, it'll be logged and I will get like a record of it. So I don't have to like keep like a, a camera pointing at it. I, I right, trust, but a, but a lot of, but a lot of smart locks do that. That's my, that's why I'm curious. Of, like what is this one's like okay. selling point? This one's selling point is that it has everything in one package. 
So I don't have to, uh, it has all, the, the stuff that I was looking for were things like I want it to be able to sense if the door is open or closed so that it won't like automatically lock behind me unless I know that I want to do that. I want it to have Wi-Fi so that if I want to control it remotely or control it with smart speakers, I can do so. I'm not sure if mm-hmm. I want to do that. Uh, it has to be easy to operate. It has to be reliable. It has to have things like if the batteries run out. Am I going to have to get a crowbar to open up my own door or can I just simply like stick a nine volt battery like underneath it where there are two contacts and get enough juice into it to temporarily Does this have that for the nine volt? Because that's the thing they're not including in smart locks these days. Like it's harder to get that backup method. Yeah, this one doesn't have the nine volt battery, but it does have like a micro USB so if you plug in a, plug it into a USB source, I would argue that's actually a lot more convenient than like a random nine volt battery. Which where the heck are you going to store that for? Like, like where am I going to put a nine volt battery? Well, I haven't it, it thought helps. of a nine volt battery since nineteen ninety seven. To be quite honest, well, I mean, I'm I'm sure I could lay my hands on it. Maybe I'm sure that wasn't meant directly for the nine volt battery method. Wasn't meant directly for me, but. As it happens, I do like live within like a five minute walk of Walgreens, so I could probably right. But I mean, for the general consumer, again, because that's well, I mean, ideally, the general consumer would have like paid attention to like the multiple low battery warnings and actually replaced the batteries. Well, you say that, Andy, but you know what? I cover this stuff and I never pay attention to the warnings. You know why, Andy? I'm freaking busy, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm busy. Once you have a kid, you don't care anymore. You're like, you want to go fall off the network? Fall. (laughs) <laughs> I don't care. Is my kid still walking and eating and breathing? That's all I care about. But in yeah. all honesty, in all honesty, I'm just I'm curious because there's just so many of these and I have like seven different smart locks <laughs> around my house that have all in one way or another caused my husband to curse me and <laughs> what I chose to do for a living. So <laughs> Well, I did I did talk to people who had the previous editions of this one. And they seem to think that even people well, who reviewed now it, I they still have it on their doors. And we have to like compare notes because okay. now I'm like, because I'm curious because I got to tell you, since we're on the topic of smart locks, you know, I reviewed the August smart lock last year, the fourth gen, I think it was. Um, that's just a, yeah, fourth gen, I think it was. And I think it was because of the 2.4 gigahertz requirement, but it just keeps falling off the network. It takes like CR302 batteries. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, yep, those specific ones. They're, yep. they're like, I have now have a stock of those in my closet, which I never thought I would need a stock of those batteries. And I, I tell you, we don't use the lock anymore. It's just, it's just there to lock the door. So I guess I have to see if Andy's onto something mm-hmm. here. Well, look, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna kind of enjoy playing with this, 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 and you, you will appreciate that the, the disease, the occupational hazard, where I was like, okay, well, actually, uh, Yale makes one that I think will, will suit my needs. It doesn't have absolutely everything, but it has all the things I really, really need. Uh, and it only costs one hundred and fifty dollars, but of course I kept looking, 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 and then I said, "Oh well, here's this one that seems to be better built. It seems to be like a little bit more rugged. Actually, it looks kind of cooler on there." And of course, I told myself, "But geez, hundred dollars more. Well, you know what? Yeah. Since it has so many more features, I can write more about it and be more informed." So you I use the old justification that, "Oh, well, I'll write about this," and so therefore, no, you should, Andy. You should get on board. I'm telling you, the that's the reason I let's say pivoted to the smart home life because I I recognize how important it is to just kind of be in the pulse of it as tech journalists and the things that we cover because. My first introduction to a lot of the smart stuff was through Google, was through yeah. that Yale smart lock combo that they came out, which, by the way, 
Fun fact for those following Smart Home IoT news, that Yale lock had thread in it, Google's thread, so it would act as a little mesh Wi-Fi network, and that was back when they weren't really talking about these things. So, uh, you know, I'm uh, going to check this out, it's, I think, it's, too. It's going to be fun. The, I mean, well, another, another thing that, uh, that it looks made easy it a to good install, purpose. by the way. Yeah, it's if you have a standard like deadbolt, it'll it just, just comes out and you just, just put this one in. Go, goes which is right, super goes easy. right back into the, in the same hole. Uh, but I'd see. Also, this is this is a, a quaint seaside, three hundred year old New England village, and so as a result, if really all I'm doing is like leaving the house for fifteen minutes to go pick up a pizza and come back, or just go to Walgreens and pick up like a bag of ice or something and come back, it's not unlikely that I will leave the door unlocked, and that's perfect it's never been a problem but uh because it just seems like too much worry to but the it it would be it would be kind of fun to simply like have the door automatically like lock i I totally agree and then this is why i take the side door into my house because sorry i keep interrupting you i'm just like very excited to share something with you (laughs) that i have not been able to talk to anybody about i guess because it's just me here (laughs) torturing my family with these things but oh that's a side door (laughs) <laughs> where I just go through because my fingerprint is the only one that's scanned into it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, well, that's part of it so. too. So I, I sent some emails to the company. Like they do, they do have like for, for, for your, for your benefit, like you can, if you go to the site, they have a form that has a, a form. Hey, if you want to do write a review, like just, we, we do, we, we, if we do a preview, then absolutely just make an honest review. Don't, we, no expectations of coverage, no expectations of positive review. Mm-hmm. I actually, I actually bought this, uh, but I, I emailed them to say I do want to find out like what kind of uh, what kind of sensor are they using for the fingerprint reader, and what kind of biometrics are they using? Because I've used I've in the past I've used a lot of like fingerprint locks or fingerprint door things that could be bamboozled pretty easily. And so I want to make sure that it's not like whatever I I'm, I'm, I asked them directly, like, well, how secure is this compared to the fingerprint sensor on my $600 phone? Is it like comparable self level of anti I mean, but they'll always say that it's, you know, they'll, they'll throw a bunch of numbers at you right? and say it's this bit encrypted and it's this bit encrypted. And at the end of the day, if you don't have like a tech team that's on top of it, it doesn't really matter. Well, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that they, I can get them to give me a part number. So I can yeah. actually look it up and get the specs. But so that, Ooh, uh, Andy, if you do that, you have to share the information. Oh, look at us talking. Goodness. We're doing all our inside baseball out loud here <laughs> on the podcast for everybody to. No, it's it's everyone. It's it's like it's like Hamilton the musical. You get to be in the room where it happens. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying other... to make sure there isn't a spider in my coffee. Sorry. <laughs> that's a good thing to check. Even if there's you're not a spider that's been living in my room. I've just been finding like random webs and I haven't found it yet. Remember this the spiders. Spiders are our friends generally, so I don't. The yeah, I have I, the only rule that I have about the spiders in the house is that look, I will not go out of my way. I will. I will. I will not even just like even just like reach across like the sofa to swat you and kill you. However, if I catch any one of you doing that, like dangling and lowering yourself oh, from the ceiling no. above my bed, crap, Mm-mm. you're you you are you are going to be entombed inside whatever book I have handy, sir or madam. And I think I think you understand that that's completely out of line. I do not I do not expect nor condone lowering onto my face via a thread. I don't I don't need that when I'm get when I'm trying to get to sleep. Um, I want to talk very quickly about this 
new fad of yours using an iPad around town and like talking about it, it doesn't make us look good. I just need you to know that. <laughs> well, I, I do. I do have Chrome on my new iPad, iPad Pro. I did. I did buy Whatever. one of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those budget budget oriented Apple fourteen hundred dollar twelve point nine inch iPad Pros for a, a bunch of reasons that I would go into detail about if this were an Apple podcast, but it isn't. But what no, it, it's not. But, it, but what <laughs> but what makes it relevant is that uh, so uh, it, things are coming full circle. That I do have, uh, of course, I have a notebook, but I also have a need for something that is ultra light. For hey, I'm just going to go. Uh, it's Friday. I'm just going to go up to. Uh, Boston to uh, do NPR WGBH's studios, and mm-hmm. then I'm gonna hang around Boston for the rest of the afternoon, and then come back at eight or nine. I need something so that I can finish my research and my prep for the show, and then maybe have some fun, like taking pictures and editing pictures afterward. I don't want to take a laptop, but it's not gonna it, my, my phone isn't gonna cut it. And so the uh, my, the original first generation 2015 iPad Pro was that machine for uh, a bunch of years, but then I got the Pixel Book, the Google Pixel Book. And that totally supplanted the uh, my original 12.9 inch iPad Pro. Right. And so now I'm going. I've been switching exclusively back to the iPad for the past couple of weeks since I got it, just yeah, to test it out. Even taking pictures with it, right? You were out, out Looking there, very your cool, holding up a 12.9 inch tablet like a like a you know, like a scenic <laughs> photographer. Um, but so, but I, I did, it, you know. But the experience has made me really appreciate how brilliant the Chrome OS concept is. That. So of course you can get I agree. The, of course you can have the Safari browser on the iPad and of course you can even have the Chrome browser on it but they're the mobile editions of both of these things whereas on my Pixelbook or on any other Chrome Chrome OS device you get like the full desktop Chrome browser and the full desktop Chrome experience like right now as we're doing the show of course I got my show notes open in Google Docs and in a Chrome window in front of me if I were doing if I were using my if I if I had been using my uh, my my Chromebook at the at the pizza place uh, earlier tonight, uh, picking up my food and going, getting to a table there. On the Pixelbook, I would be seeing the exact same tools. I would have the exact same capabilities, the exact same user experience. However, when I try to do that on the iPad Pro, I can do stuff, but oftentimes it's like, uh, why do I have to? Instead of why why can't I just right click on this on this image and save it? And and give it a name that says here is the name of the artist here is the year this painting was painted and here's the name of the painting as opposed to no I can't name it I have to add it to the the iOS photo library and then from the photo library I can add a caption to it and then I can upload it to Google Photos it's like this doesn't seem like an efficient way of doing anything so kudos to to Google for actually the the thing that people were complaining for about Andy since in day the one. <laughs> Well, no, no. I mean, it's remember that this is something that everyone was making fun of, uh, for uh, and still make fun of Chromebooks for. So, oh, God, so all it is is a web browser. All it's a laptop, but all it does is like yeah. run a web browser. What do you use? Y- yeah, your but freaking, if it's Google yeah. Chrome, the most compatible and powerful platform for web apps, that can be pretty much all you need. And if it actually, unlike iOS, has a real file system, so that you can actually like look through folders and have files that you can import, <laughs> download, import do things with and then upload back to something else that solves a lot of problems that iOS just leaves you with a big mutsa ball to muddle through. You know, I'm going to be reviewing some Chromebooks this summer. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to compare notes 
after a little <laughs> while because I know you're having you have the iPad for just a little while. So we'll have to go. Oh no, you bought no, no, the I, iPad. I, it's I yours. bought it. It's yours. I, it's, I, right, I, so I, still, gonna, I still have a little time that I can take it back and get a full refund, but I think I'm going to be keeping it. Well, yeah, we'll have to sit and chat. I feel like we could do at least a segment here on this material podcast about our experiences with the updated whatever is going on with these respective tablet, faux desktop, faux laptop interface things mm. that's going on. Um, we, could, we, could, we could commission a song. It'd be like Donnie Marie Osmond. I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. I would love to do a Donnie Marie Osmond like cover, but for the stuff that we do, Andy, like I feel maybe it's a bonus episode idea that maybe. you would have to become a member of Relay FM to hear. I'm gonna, I am going to have to get a whole new set of veneers to do Donnie or Marie Osmond. I don't have, I don't have Mormon teeth. Let's put I'm, it that way. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Andy, we've got a good show today. Yeah, I let's. Think. Uh, we should get on with it today. Uh, uh, Pri- it's Pride Month, and Google, as always, shows us that Pride goeth before a big fall. Uh, Google has also come to bury privacy settings, not praise them, according to a bunch of court documents that got released a few days ago. And we have Nuevo Pixel Buds. Uh, to uh, for $99 things to stick in your ear so they only cost you about half as much when you inevitably lose one or put one through the laundry and we'll get to all of that after this this episode of material is brought to you by expressvpn there are tons of vpn providers out there you've probably heard of a couple of them and some of you may have even used a vpn before but there's a reason i use expressvpn and why we have them as a sponsor they're really good Here's why. ExpressVPN doesn't log your data. Other VPNs make money by selling your data to ad companies. ExpressVPN developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes it impossible for their service to log any of your info. Second is speed. Many VPNs slow your connection down or make your device sluggish. I've been using ExpressVPN for a while now, and my internet speeds are blazing fast. Even when I connect to servers thousands of miles away, I can still stream HD quality videos with zero lag. The last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from their other VPNs is how easy it is to use. Unlike other VPNs, you don't have to input or program anything. You just fire up the app, click one button, and connect. It's so easy, even your grandparents could use it. And it's not just me saying this. Wired, The Verge, CNET, and other tech experts rate ExpressVPN the number one VPN in the world. I have been personally using ExpressVPN for a few years now, and you know if you've listened to these ads before that I use it because I like to watch TV in Romania. So protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust. Go to expressvpn.com slash material today and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash material. Go there now. Check it out. Visit expressvpn.com slash material to learn more. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and Relay FM. Well, we're recording this on June the 3rd, uh, so it's been Pride Month for uh, almost 72 hours, so happy Pride Month for everybody. Uh, happy now, Pride. Yes, and we uh, we all was re- reminded of it through Google because, hey, Google's absolutely, totally 100% of support of, uh, of, of these causes, and they show that love and their commitment to this by uh, a Google Doodle. On, Jan- uh, on June 1st, which honors uh, the American astronomer, veteran, and gay rights pioneer Frank Carmeni, uh, as he was 
fired from the United States Army Map Service, uh, hired as an astronomer after refusing to answer questions about his sexual orientation. He sued to get his job back, went all the way up to the Supreme Court, which unfortunately declined to hear the case, but it really energized him. Wound up, he organized one of the first American gay rights advocacy groups in 1961, uh, successfully challenged the American Psychiatric Association's classification of homosexuality as a mental disorder. Uh, He said it was based on, and I'm quoting here, shabby, shoddy, sloppy, sleazy pseudoscience and moral, cultural, and theological value judgments cloaked and camouflaged in the language of science without any of the substance of science. The government then put its disqualification of gays under the rubric of immoral conduct. Morality is better is a matter of personal opinion and individual belief on which any American citizen may hold any view he wishes and upon which the government has no powerful power or authority to have any view at all. No one else had ever said it that I know of in any kind of formal court pleading, he said. Uh, Again, this is there there are lots of people who who are fighting this fight that. Uh, that that don't get the attention of a major Hollywood movie. So this is good. Okay, good on you. Yeah, I mean, there's people fighting with their uh, with the health insurance they get through their companies just to get the surgery that they want to yep. feel, you know, like the person that they are in their bodies. Yep. Um, and um, this was not the only bold, uh, emphatic statement that Google made uh, in, in support of uh, of uh, LG, LGBTQ uh, topics Plus. and rights. Plus, sorry, uh, there's there's now there's a new Easter egg in Google search all through June that if you do a Google search for uh, Pride or Pride Month or other related topics, hey, it drops rainbow confetti and and flies an assortment of Pride flags that represent many of the different communities underneath that rubric uh, whenever you do that search. Uh, It's actually quite colorful, actually quite nice. I didn't Uh, get that. Instead, I just got a, a, oh my God. Instead, I just got a... uh, a story on page six for paramedics being called to a Jojo Siwa pride party. <laughs> That's my algorithm, everyone. Don't mind me. That's unfortunate because <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very. No, char- it is. It is. It is unfortunate. It's just I, I'm laughing at the fact that this is my algorithm. Like this is what it would serve <laughs> me up first before. Do you, do you go into settings and see if you have the no fun at all switch set to on? <laughs> you want to switch that to off. Switch that oh, to the fun God. position. Um. And so now one one is left saying that, okay, these are nice symbolic gestures. Uh, does Google back that up with a con- a conspicuous and consistent policy of supporting uh, the members of those communities that actually work for Google? Uh, well, let's just let the news item uh, talk about this. Uh, well, it seems as though, according to an article in The Verge, uh, Google has refused to change the ID badge of a transgender contract employee who's working at a South Carolina Google data center, which bears his dead name. The first uh, the first day of Pride Month, I should say. This went out on day, June 1st. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so Ferris Lee... Uh, came out as transgender during his uh, initial interview with the contractor. Uh, He was speaking to The Verge later on. He said, I'm quoting, I was assured that Google was inclusive, yet when I asked about a badge in my preferred name, I was told that my badge had to reflect my legal name. After arriving on site and being issued the badge with my dead name, I noticed there were many people on site, both cis and transgender, whose badges did not reflect their legal names. Yeah, I was going to say, they probably put flow ion on mine. That's what they always do for me. They always... People just, I mean, it's okay to call me Flo, but that's not my name. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing, I mean, you're, uh, uh, God, it's such a simple thing that when someone tells you what their name is, 
that's what their name is. Believe them. Exactly. There's no, there's no buts. There's no, oh, but do you have this? It's no. If they tell you their name is this, that is their name. And you know what? I bet they work with people whose middle names are like their first names in society, quote unquote in society. And they probably have their middle name as the name on the badge because that's the name that, you know, they go by at work. So that's why I, you know, I just want to point out. Yeah. The hypocrisy in these things. Yeah, so that's a it's a it's a it's a a bad thing to come out. Bad thing for Google to be to be doing to oh, something so something bad. easy to support. Um, the Alphabet Workers Union is working on his behalf, uh, and they released a statement and a petition. The petition asks Google to, in addition to providing Ferris Lee with a valid ID badge bearing his preferred name, uh, to create a chosen name policy that covers all FTEs and TVCs alike. Again, Google people who work for Google, but not directly for Google, right. uh, ensures publicly displayed names reflect a chosen name where it differs from their legal name, allows pronoun stickers to be displayed on name badges, and protects the right to privacy of dead names. Again, this seems to be basic stuff. Oh well, uh, too bad that Google they doesn't they have the size, the scale, some... the scope, or the resources to do something as complicated as making sure that their IDs reflect their actual names. They thought they could just give us some she/her, they/them badges that we could just put on our sweaters, and that yeah. we would be happy. Nobody's. Uh, but hey, the confetti was really nice. That Google Doodle was nice. I still, uh, don't, I still don't get the confetti, by the way. I just got oh. with the stuff that's happening at JoJo Siwa. Apparently, there was a drug overdose at her pride party. Again, Ooh, once you turn 18, I tell you, the whole world opens up. She's 18. Yikes. Yeah. you want you, No you wanna, longer a Nickelodeon child star. You want to put someone at the door to not crash your big fancy party. That's, yeah, Exactly. It's a, exactly. I, 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 I if you're that to, rich, especially. Yeah, apparently it was a 30 year old somebody who I, I'm guessing is not part of the invited guest list. Oh, oh well. is that what you read? Oh, no. Oh, God, um, that makes it worse. <laughs> but back back to Google. Um, eh, a big stumble there. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, we, Google had another very, very signature kerfuffle. Embarrassing about uh, how they how they uh, how they uh, handle diversity and their uh, their hierarchy and their uh, structure for uh, for diversity. Uh, Google has had to re- reassign a global diversity head to different duties after his anti-Semitic blog posts in he wrote in uh, 2007 resurfaces. Uh, gentleman's name is uh, Kamal Bob. He had held that position for three years. Uh, according to a CNBC report, uh, a blog, news blog called the Washington Free Beacon uh, pulled, pulled up this 2007 blog post about Israel in which he wrote that, uh, well, nasty, I'm not going to read it, nasty things yeah, about no Jewish people. It, it was anti-Semitic. It was, it was, it was definitely. It was, it was anti-Semitic. It was, yeah, it was, it was to, not to, a criticism of what of politics yeah to, it was to, a, to identify it was intellectual anti-semitism saying well if there's one thing we know about blah 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 it's blah historically blah blah oh god shut up right yeah, it's that got, stuff that's veiled it. yeah exactly Ooh, um, look how the post, smart i am the post has since been removed but nothing removed nothing <laughs> like a like cheap perfume from a from a from a drugstore 
Uh, once that stuff gets in the upholstery, it yeah. ain't never leaving. Uh, Google released a statement to CNBC unequivocally denouncing the blog posts. I'm quoting here. We unequivocally condemn the past writings by a member of our diversity team of our diversity team that are causing deep offense and pain to members of our Jewish community and our LGBTQ plus community. They also said that Bob would be working in STEM education at the company and that he has apologized for that 2007 post. It it really, uh, I, I, I feel the need to underscore that, okay, this was a blog post from 2007. Perhaps he can demonstrate that he was uh, 14 years uh, less wise, 14 years dumber back then. I don't know. I've just, I think we have, we have ticked tick that checkbox, but now we can move on to, it's hard to understand how Google, which we, I, which I should remind them, if not our listeners, they are masters of internet search that they didn't discover this blog post when this man was vetted for this highly prominent and influential position three years ago. Just, just imagine how, uh, how a Jewish uh, employee at Google feels know, knowing that someone who had written something this bad had been hired to a position where he is ostensibly repre- fighting the fights for diversity and representation within this company. That seems like it should have been a solvable problem and Google somehow did not solve it. Well, hopefully we won't let that taint of what is uh, generally a very, very positive month. Happy Pride Month. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's just an example of this kind of like subtle things to pay attention to that happens in the world. And it's not something that necessarily only happens at Google, but the fact that yeah. it is like, well, also you know, it kind of, it, it, it kind of hits me in a soft <laughs> spot because it's like, again, how, how nice that you, uh, that you, uh, tweeted a picture of your of your corporate mascot in uh, waving a rainbow flag what have but why did you donate so many so much money to the political campaigns of candidates who were trying to make sure that transgender athletes can't compete at the high school or college level how come that you are again campaigning against uh, uh, uh transgender people being able to get the surgery that they need uh to survive in this life this is why it's like really weird that um because I had watched that QAnon documentary on HBO and it kind of filled in some blanks for me that I had not really, it's not that I didn't pay attention to the news. I just didn't read it very in-depthly because I knew that I could, anyway, it was too much. It was trauma guys. We're all being traumatized. And so what I learned from that was that I didn't realize there's actually a legality in the U S that corporations can give money to like all these causes. I just feel like if we could just stop that, then this kind of farces won't go so far. You know what I mean? <laughs> then then this is maybe not such a big blow because then we could just be like, ah, corporations. You know what I mean? Well, Versus, ah, corporations. You know, it, just, it just means that we got to keep <laughs> battling, our, battling our own cynicism, uh, f- keep fighting the good fight, and keep trying to do things that actually have effect as opposed to, Again, things that are just easy and just involve like retweeting something. Yeah. Uh, although, again, amplifying the voices of people who don't have as large an audience as you or don't have the same reach the commu- a certain community that that you have is also valuable. But again, do things. This is this is why in months like this, a lot of us I think are thinking. Again, it's very very nice that you have this. Uh, you 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 have this special rainbow cake uh, deal at your supermarket, but. 
again. Were you asking about sexual orientation to people before you were hiring them for your supermarket, sir or madam? Uh, and maybe you should knock that crap off. Okay, let's uh, let's get let's get going. After this, we'll be talking about uh, more familiar and less traumatizing categories of Google being bad, but at least at least not to its own people, to its users like you and me. After this, this episode of material is brought to you by Pictorial from Relay FM. If you like this show, there's a good chance you'll like Pictorial because we all love art in some form or another. And learning the history behind the most influential art or the art behind video games doesn't just belong in expensive classrooms or museums. So join hosts Quinn Rose and Betty Chen as they talk about the most interesting parts of art history. Neither of them went to art school, and they're breaking down the elitism surrounding beautiful art stories by sharing what they're learning about art every other Tuesday. Quinn is a podcast producer who's passionate about recognizing the artistry of both low and high art. And Betty is a building design manager who's also spent years guiding tours at the Art Gallery of Ontario. If you're interested in learning more about art with them, why not start with episode 26 on flag design in North America? Or maybe episode 15 on the most famous stolen artifacts in the British Museum. You will be surprised by the things that you will learn from Pictorial. You can find Pictorial to listen and learn yourself at relay.fm slash pictorial or search for Pictorial wherever you get your podcasts. Well, uh, Google, it seems as though Google is very much aware that uh, if Android had straightforward privacy settings that uh, the ordinary customer and user could understand and navigate, uh, then they would probably use those features to turn off all of the uh, tracking features that allow Google to afford this wonderful lifestyle well, that it can afford for well, itself. Uh, well. And so they've been taking steps to thwart exactly that thing, according to a whole pile of recently unsealed court documents. According uh, the, to the Freedom of Information Act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Google's being sued by uh, the Attorney General of Arizona on the accusation that uh, Google is continues to track its users, even if the user... Uh, is has expressed please don't track me you have a feature that tell that lets me tell you don't track me and yet you keep on tracking me whiskey whiskey tango foxtrot google and so they're being sued and as as usual the only time you ever really learn about what's going on inside a company is when they are sued either as yep. a major class action or by an attorney's general and it's, there's been this huge treasure trove of internal documents uh like this is again with getting back to my ipad this is one of the things that an ipad does very very well when you have like this folder full of i'm talking like a few hundred pdfs and you need to at least glance yeah, through them to look for things and you would like to do I that i just while, bought the while, humble while bundle on. today by the yeah. way for power rangers the the comic books and i have no idea how i'm gonna read it because i don't have a tablet <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, go on. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so it, a lot of stuff is coming out. Not I mean, we, we all suspected that. I mean, Google certainly has the ability to make these privacy settings easier to navigate and less opaque and easier to find. If they haven't done so, it's probably because they know what would happen if they did. And of course, part of the uh, part of the uh, documents uh, demonstrate that they did actually do tests uh, with with users, and they found out that yeah, as soon as you give users straightforward privacy controls, they turn off all of the tracking <laughs> that that Google does. Uh, there's also a lot of conversations between uh, Google employees, between each other's 
sort of like a little bit sickened that. So you're telling me that I can't like I can't allow Uber the Uber app to track my location because I need it to uh, without also giving Google access to the exact same information. I can't like say Google, this is not intended for you. This is only intended for this app, uh, and they even they can't figure out. Well, I thought if I flip this switch, it means that I wasn't being tracked, but it turns out that I'm still being tracked. So this is it's it's really really bad to have this in black and white and and uh, and and blatant conversations between engineers who are just as confused and a little bit as angry as we are about how difficult Google makes it to make our own choices about privacy on our own damn phones. Uh, yeah, you know what? So today for today being Thursday when we're recording this, um I wrote a story for Gizmodo about the the ability to opt out of tracking third-party tracking in Android 12. So I guess there was this like little feature that Google announced. It's going to it's going to be a new Play yeah. Store policy where developers have to be more specific about what it is that which SDKs have access. That was like a a thread that I saw going around Twitter is that Google is going to require developers to just be really explicit about all the things. Right. So that's great on the consumer side. It's like a big thing that you can bring to a developer's conference and talk about. It's a thing. This is how we're making Android safer for people. It's worth noting, by the way, that this opt-out feature is not going to be on by default, as far as I know the way that it is on iOS because what's happening right now is because Apple introduced all this stuff into iOS 14 to like, you know, and they're, they're going all hard on the privacy narrative. They're like, iPhone is the private phone. Like I see the ads going everywhere. So it's very obvious like what's going on right now and why this is very bad for to come out about Google because they are trying so hard to reel in this narrative and they've been trying obviously for years to change it. But in recent the last year or two, it's really piped up because of all the things that Apple has done. So I'm looking at this like feature that's coming out and I'm I'm writing about it, you know, for my job. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way out of this. <laughs> because what I did is I started to read into the flock stuff, the FLOC, the uh, uh, it was the federated learning of cohorts. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, they'll turn it third party cookies. Yeah. Yeah, but what is it? The it's it's just cookies for Google. It's not. It's still giving all that information to Google. It's still helping Google make its bottom line at the end of the day. Yeah, the, the, or at the, least that's what I was reading about it. I'm still, you it's, know, the the jury's still out. It depends on how uh, trusting a certain developer is in terms of how they're reading the specs of this document. The basis, the basis behind flock, as you know, is that instead of uh, allowing a third party website to deposit cookies and read cookies willy nilly, that it will, the website who wants to place a target an ad or know something about you will simply ask the, the, the Chrome web browser or any other browser that uses flock. Hey, what kind of a person is this? And they will simply say, Oh, well, this person is part of a community of 3000 people who are left-hand bowlers who wear just like that Spotify algorithm thing that came out yesterday, which I also wrote about, by the way, just how they're doing, you know, this is your Zodiac sign is as music genres and all that stuff. And it's really just showing how they categorize you as a as a person. And I bring all this because it is all incredibly interlinked to what the Arizona AG is finding out about, you know, in Google's (laughs) records and what's going to happen going forward, because um 
The problem is getting people to like really care about it though, because from my cynic point of view, I just see a land of people who are not, who are concerned at the back of their minds, but because of the the lives that we live, you kind of just keep going. What I wanted to say in my article was that I have just, this is it. I just chose, I choose Google, I guess. Like Pikachu. Yeah, but not like Pikachu, because at least I can go out into the field and find a Pikachu, throw (laughs) the Pokeball that I want, feed it the candies that I want, raise it the way I want. I don't have that ability with Google and whatever information they're grabbing about me. And the thing is, they still need that info to keep like selling ads, to keep this platform that's actually making the money. I have to also say, just because I want to drop a note for our bonus episodes coming up, our next episode of Material Studies, reading that book, Your Computer is on Fire, has been sparking my brain a lot (laughs) thinking about this and just like, you know, just realizing what it is that is going to make the company's money and why we need to be very careful as consumers, what we opt into. Um, I hope they don't make this like a buried feature in Android. But at this point, Andy, if it's not on by default, does it matter? Because I feel like Apple's doing it the right way. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, there's a lot of support in uh, in the United States uh, Congress on both sides of the aisle for uh, requirements of of greater privacy on uh, large tech companies, and a lot of the a lot of the people who are drafting this legislation, proposing it, and championing it are actually using Apple's example as something to as a way to sort of put pressure on Google uh, and other makers, saying that well, look, Apple apparently, if, if if your argument is that this phone can't possibly work and we can't, this phone can't possibly deliver these features unless we have this sort of aggressive user tracking. Well, Apple gives the user clean, clear. Top level by default, you have to opt into tracking and not opt out of it. And yet it seems to work very fine. So what's your excuse? Are you simply not as clever as Apple or is your is the is your bread buttered on the wrong side uh, for you to be interested in actually doing that? I mean, I, I, I going getting back to the this. Well, is, we know the, the pixel buds ain't making them money. So. Yeah, well, we'll get we'll, we'll 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 get to that soon. <laughs> but but uh, I'm, I'm sorry to bring this back to the, my new iPad. But uh, the the other the other oh, problem. We're just going to talk about Andy's new iPad again. Okay. I, hey, I got I got to monetize this. I got to like make sure that this fair. is tax deductible because that's fair, fourteen hundred bucks. I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a single. Uh, I allow it. Okay, I allow thank you. It. So. So the, the the great thing about the Chromebook that running that's running a full version of Chrome is that if I want to uh, install like ad blockers uh, as plugins, I can do that. I can have like twelve ad blockers running at the same time. I can do whatever I want. However, the mobile version of Safari, the mobile version of Chrome, doesn't let me do it. If it doesn't have a built-in feature, it doesn't work at all. So I have to care about that enough to decide that okay, I'm going to set the default br- I'm going to download the the duckduckgo browser, set that as my default browser cuz that has uh, ad blocking and tracking resistance baked right in and so that will be my main uh, my, my main web browser and I will switch to Chrome or Safari when there's a reason to actually use those two browsers, such as I want to book something, uh, I, want, I want to add something to my cloud bookmarks uh, in uh, in Chrome or something like that, and that's that's the problem that I think users uh, users are facing. I mean, just to, to answer to to reflect your question there, that there has to be a pain point that makes them uh, that user want to remove that source of pain, and sometimes that source of pain is stupid horrible ads that intrude upon the experience which is what i was getting running chrome on my ipad uh sometimes the pain point is 
all of the stuff on the web that doesn't work or all the requests to tape, hey, please turn on JavaScript. Hey, please turn off your ad blocker. Hey, uh, you're not seeing this article because you don't have this. If the source of their pain is that it, nothing works for them until they allow tracking, they're going to sort of full speed ahead, damn the torpedoes. And just, I just want this tablet. I just want this notebook to be able to read the web and use these web apps. And I think that we do need, this is an area in which we do need legislation to say that, no, you're not allowed to simply uh, create, uh, create a level of privacy that is just good enough that your users won't revolt you have just like you you can't you can't uh, you can't sell uh sell a gallon of milk that has a certain amount of kerosene inside it that's not that's not up you don't you don't have to say that oh well our users our, our customers accept a certain amount of kerosene well we're telling you the government no amount of kerosene is acceptable you're going to clean up you're going to clean out those to those tanker trucks before you when you come back from the gas trip and you've you've bought to send them out she's on a milk fine trip. with her skin burning off that's why she's a repeat customer there you go and you know what dental dent, um, uh, tooth tooth bacteria cannot stand a, stand a candle against you know caustic gasoline and caustic uh, acids and vapors don't try that out I, i'm citing a paper that i probably read somewhere and probably mm. i'm also making up but mm. yeah this is this is a, this is an area in which oh boy google is just gonna get hammered so much in the, sometime in the next three or four years about this so. and not the good kind of hammered yeah exactly uh, so, but but let's let's get to the some good what I think is our good news. So, uh, uh, very very poorly kept secret, the Pixel Buds A series, very very snappy, colorful name. It's, a, it's a, that's why it's, this is a so lifestyle this is it. Thing. I think the A series is just they're like. That's it. This is the budget. <laughs> yeah. Not. I don't want to say budget. Well, it, it is what I what entry I think, level entry level. So so these officially got released today after a bunch of leaks. And I don't have a set, but uh, a whole bunch of people got advanced hardware for review, including Gizmodo. And most of the reviews say things that I really, really like uh, that it seems to be if, if you were to take any $200 pair of earbuds, uh, truly wireless earbuds, whether they're AirPods or uh, Bose or uh, or Sony, and you were to take off the things that are nice but not necessary and create the best version of these you could for $99, that seems as though they made a whole bunch of very, very smart decisions. So, for instance, it doesn't – it's 99 bucks. The the, bucks, the audio yeah. quality, according to the reviewers, is very, very good. It doesn't have active noise cancellation, but it does have, like, silicone ear tips that kind of seal your ears against out the outside yeah. world. So it doesn't – it's not as though you're always dealing with the train sounds around you. It doesn't have wireless charging, but – Okay, that's maybe, but it does have USB three, uh, or excuse me, USB C connector, so you don't have to keep bringing out an extra connector. The battery life is not best in class, but it's four hours per charge with what did it say, two or three extra charges inside when you put them inside the case. So this is this seems given that add this to the fact that I have yet to have a nice pair of truly wireless headphones where. At some point after about a year, one of those earbuds just goes completely missing, never to be found again. I I think I'm at the point where I'm not going to – I don't want to spend more than $100 on wireless earbuds if I'm interested in buying wireless earbuds again at all. And I think that that's, that's a very low pain point. Uh, for price wise when you when you think about two hundred and thirty dollars two hundred and fifty dollars for wireless earbuds, there are a lot of people who are willing to pay that, but uh, 
again, that's a that's a lot. Of, uh, I know that we're we're getting out of the world in which we have to have uh, masks on all the time. So maybe there's less chance of like flicking one of these earbuds off and down onto the the subway tracks every time you adjust like your 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 breathability thing. But still. I'm more happy with $99 being risked going through the laundry than $250. Yeah. I mean, I, I risk it just going out with my my Samsung. I have my first-gen Samsung Galaxy Buds, which I use every day the multiple beans. times throughout the day. They're great. I love them. Um, I haven't tried any of the new ones. They have slightly different, like more curved hook hooky designs. Right. So they kind of hook into your ear, which this one does not. And... Um, I, you know, I get up before everybody else does, so I like to have my me time, and that's when I'm using the earbuds the most, and I've tried to, like, do yoga or, like, do stretches while listening to some, you know, something in my ear, and if it's, if I'm particularly sweaty, (laughs) (laughs) or for some reason I'm just very oily that day, which it happens, we've all got sebum, they will, I will feel them slowly starting to, like, slip out, even at the appropriate you know, and so I worry about that. But I feel like a Pixel Buds, hundred bucks. I don't know. I think it's just interesting that Google's just getting into this, like these devices in such a manner. Like, is this supposed to be a coupling for the Pixel A series phones? Maybe. I like. I. I. I've always thought that one of. Uh, one of Google's hardware features that they haven't been prosecuting nearly enough is how well the, uh, the the Google Assistant works if you just have like an earbud in your ear. Just to be able to tap it, ask a question, or tell it to re- remind you of something or take a yeah. note. And then it does that. I can that, do that with the gives Samsung you verbal, gives you Exactly. And I, I think that that's where like the real magic of augmented reality can be for the immediate oh. future. And that if, makes uh, more sense for yeah. why these exist now in Google's trajectory. Yeah. That makes more sense. And again, for at 99 bucks, almost everybody can, excuse me, I shouldn't be arrogant that way. More people can afford them or more people at can say, you know what, to have I'll, t- I'll take a flutter. In yeah, your I mean, ear. I have, I have, I'm, I'm looking at uh, my, uh, my Amazon orders right now to make sure that I can confirm that I've bought three pairs of the Unce Angle 3 Buds Bluetooth wireless earbuds. They are like Bluetooth earbuds, but the kind that has like a cord that connects the two of them that you can just sort of drop yeah. behind your neck or whatever. And that's, I've, I decided again, after losing one of my earbuds on my, on my Sony's, which fortunately I bought like at Overstock or whatever for 99 bucks instead of the full retail price. But still, again, a year later, again, took off my mask. It flicked off somewhere. I picked it up and put it in my pocket because I didn't want to get it all messed up again. Yeah. And I must have, I'm pretty sure that I just put that shirt in the laundry and just never came back. And I decided that I can't do this again. I'm not, I am not the sort of careful, cautious human being who can take care of a 230 pair of tiny, tiny, tiny piece of popcorn kernel sized earbuds. So I decided instead of spending like $200 on a replacement set, I'm going to buy multiple sets of these $20 <laughs> conventional wired earbuds have like one set, like in every bag that I use. The fact that they're connected via wire means that I can pull one out and just let it drop on my shoulder blade and it'll stay there. And if I lose one of them or put one through the laundry, 20 bucks and they sound fine. They don't, they don't sound remarkable, but then again, I don't, I've never been totally blown away by 
by AirPods or or the Sony uh, M3s either. So I'm good with that. I, a man's got to know his limitations. Again, I am not the sort of careful, cautious, responsible adult who could take care. I, I claim to be. I claim to be on my way towards being responsible enough to be to take care of a kitty. Maybe I'm wrong because I cannot take care of one of these inanimate objects uh, and keep it. It's fine. That's it's why these earbuds get pumped out, you know, by the bucket full, truly. So, you know, I wouldn't still I let myself down. I've disappointed. I'm not the me that I aspire myself to be. Yeah, well, a lot of us aren't right now. And that's okay. <laughs> that's truly okay. But we can't, but we and it won't be long before we can't use COVID as an excuse anymore. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, well, at least in America, just because of our vaccine rates, oh, which true. is great. Yes. Thank yes. God. We, it's true. We don't really have an excuse. So if you're still a crappy person, stop it. You don't have an excuse anymore. But in all sincerity, uh, I am, you know, it's been very interesting to see like, I was going to say arms race. I'm trying to not use like weaponized imagery to describe exactly. things anymore. It's been really hard. I just have to say, as as an American, as an American, it's <laughs> it really, because you, every you, metaphor you, I have, you, for, is you forget how how hardwired that is into the culture. What it's hard to, yeah. to God, yeah. But um, anyway, it'll be a very interesting race. Very interesting fashion show. Yes. Runway show. <laughs> um, just to see Google and Amazon, you know, boom, 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 as in throwing stuff at each other. Okay, I have to stop with the weaponized. You, you, you should. But see, that's that's a good point because if the the big the best friends Google has in like all of these uh, all of these attacks that they're regulatory attacks that they're facing is thank. God, they've got Amazon and Facebook who are screwing up even worse with with w- without the good right. intentions and without because the good the- track record. Because at least Google can say, hey, dude, at least we didn't like decide that at least we didn't decide to like push out a feature that turns each one of our smart speakers into an open access internet terminal that shares your home internet with everybody in the neighborhood without even asking you first. Was that us? No, it wasn't. I think it was Amazon. At least we didn't shove our employees inside of a, a box to cry. <laughs> We oh my god we're <laughs> laughing at the horribleness but it's it's laughing out of you know I'm, it's that I'm nervous laughing laughing. Out of, laughing out of disbelief that yeah if if, that this if, is if, if you've been if you work for amazon like and you work for you and you work for your have authority and like how how you run the warehouses and you're being told that look we're losing their are injuries. There's depression. There are complaints. It's it's a sweatshop, and people are saying it's a horrible job. How can we fix this? And number one would be, how about if we pay them more, or if we hire more people, so that they're not we will give them like more, we we're giving them too much pressure and too many too many deadlines. They said, no. What if we build a box about the size of like a chair? And that they can open the door, get inside the box, close the, sit down in the chair, close the door behind them, and like we'll say it's a meditation station, but we know that they're going in there to cry <laughs> without anybody seeing them, and like that, that's <sighs> what a that great seems, way. For th- us that to seems end like our a podcast. certain visible sign of cluelessness about how Amazon treats its workers. That's my, that's my opinion. I can't prove it. Agree with me, disagree with me. I've said it. No. And that's listen, everybody listening to us, we've been doing our best the last couple of weeks to keep the podcast, you know. We needed to let it we need to let out the steam a little bit. And that's what this episode was. We're posting later this week. We're letting out some steam. (laughs) 
it's again it's like when sometimes you get this week in which oh man it really is going to be all about this isn't it you know why it's It's because we got a four-day work week and we were reminded why you can't take a day off (laughs) this is all very like (laughs) anti-capitalist musings right now um which is this a good time to tell people they can pay us and become yeah let's let's say again support support the workers here uh you can go you can go to relay.fm slash material to find not only show notes which will have links to almost everything that we've been talking about here uh, but also give you the wonderful and not in all in any way time limited opportunity to become a member of relay.fm throw a little extra money our way uh that helps uh helps uh come directly to us and also to uh relay.fm as an organization uh very very we we, we're very very grateful for everybody who gives us the most precious commodity of all their time and attention absolutely Uh, we are also grateful to people who uh, go through the steps necessary to say no i i definitely want some money to go from me and to then directly to or via a very very short uh, non securitist route uh, to flow and andy that's also very very nice of you uh, so to go to uh, relay.fm slash material uh you can also f- uh, figure out how to uh, send us an email you can also tweet at us uh, at material podcast on mm-hmm. twitter we will definitely see it we often have we conversations will. Uh, on Twitter, uh, and we have been getting some nice feedback. Some of which uh, people have asked not to just uh, talk about on the air, read on the air. That's great too. We just value hearing uh, the hearing what you're hearing through uh, your brain and your ears, as opposed to our hardworking, hard typing, hard speaking, <laughs> hard living uh, journalists hardware. We're okay, guys. We're gonna be fine. We're we'll be all back gonna next be fine. It was a, be- and, it was a beautiful day yesterday. There's let me, let me let me paint the let me take the curse off of some of the stuff that we've been talking about by painting you the word picture of me uh, yesterday afternoon. I knocked off work for dinner. I'll have to go back to work after dinner, but till then it was a beautiful spring day. About. 58 9 60 degrees nice breeze sitting on a bench and again the inter- at a busy intersection in my quaint new england 300 year old seaside Murder village she wrote just imagine yep and, and i'm reading i'm reading a book and i'm looking at people walking their doggies and occasionally the doggies would stop and like let me pet them and like you know make them make me feel as though they were thank you thank you for adding these wonderful scents to this sidewalk there was a, a, a the dance studio a couple doors down was giving a ballet class so there was a piano of someone playing the piano while uh, some people were taking ballet classes and this and a couple other things just made me think oh this is the this is this is a pretty good planet on this date and this time I should remember this and bank this memory for times in the future. Like when I'm writing show notes for next week's uh, material podcast and I have to talk about things that I don't approve of that seem to be happening, whether I want them to happen or not. Oh, well, man, uh, well. speaking of things happening flow, what anything else, anything else you want to highlight at Gizmodo or elsewhere that you were working on? Let's see. I had a security camera review go up this week on Gizmodo, a Eufy security camera. It is if you're, you know, if you're interested in a small outdoor camera that's about like 130 bucks, check it out. Um again, I write like every day, so mm. you can always see my work at gizmodo.com and you know where to follow me on the Instagrams, the TikToks. Yes, I'm back on TikTok. I've been playing with my toys again. I got my virtual boba. There's content coming. <laughs> This is all I do. I just play with toys in my room. Creating content. Monetizing This is all we can do after the kid goes to sleep. What else am I going to (laughs) do? Raging? I live in the suburbs. (laughs) And I'm tired. (laughs) 
Uh, for now, I, I, for now, just get back to me in eight years when she like has her own life and goes to friends and sleeps over. Then, <laughs> then mom will be out on the town. All the other friends, all, all the other friends, like you're actually saying, oh, I'm just so sad that like, you know, now that she's a teenager, she just leaves the house like a, like a, in the afternoon and comes back like at nine or 10. I have no idea where she's going. And like, why are you complaining? That's awesome. That's why. That's that's why. <laughs> That's, that, that's why I bought the sofa with the double recliners and the refrigerator in the seat, because there's a lot of TV I've missed over the past 12, that's 13 right. years I need to catch that's up on. That's right. That's right. What about you, Andy? Are you doing radio this week? Or did uh, yes. you do radio? Matter of fact, I, I did do radio today. So you get to hear me talk about uh, the, the Google issue we talked about today, a little bit more about mm. my iPad and a couple other things. Uh, talk about it. this week I was very policy heavy, I think, on WGBH uh, as usual. Um, Almost every Thursday at 1 p.m., uh, sometimes it's on Friday, you can uh, listen to that stream it live or later at WGBHnews.org. And uh, for the stuff that I put on Twitter and Instagram, just spell my last name, Anatko, I-H-N-A-T-K-O, and you can get a load of all that sort of stuff. Uh, so I think that's going to do it for us for this week. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to us this week. We hope you listen to us again next week. And until then, have a happy, healthy, safe, and wonderful seven days, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 